All right, this is take two on, uh, we're doing today's thing on boundaries. We just recorded for like 20 minutes and realized we weren't recording. Uh, our computer crossed our boundaries. This is our, our courage to be imperfect showing that we're, we, I mean, this is really quite embarrassing. We, we just, yeah, we just had the most amazing conversation. Um, wh- whatever you're about to see, the conversation we just had was easily 700% better. I don't even know how well this is going to go, but minimum, it was 700% better. We're way smarter than we actually looked. We're, we're just so much. Yeah. Anyways, okay, so we're talking about boundaries, boundaries today. So what it all comes down to is, I think is how I started, was it comes down to mutual respect. Okay. And this is a definition that we borrow. I won't say seal. What's deal? But we borrow from Frank Walton. I can't make you, and you can't make me. Yeah, and so the idea that some I think we mentioned maybe even in a prior video that maybe that can sound like a little defensive, like, well, you can't make me or yeah. something like that. <laughs> and it's it's more of this. It's just an observation of, hey, we really can't control each other's behavior. I mean, you're going to do what you're going to do, and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And so rather than me trying to control you and you trying to control me, let's do something else. Let's find another way to relate with one another uh, that's going to work a little bit better. And so how this relates to boundaries in part, I'll at least get us started here and then we can we can keep moving. But we seem to run into this thing with our, our clients. We're both mental health professionals uh, with our clients that people will say, uh, well, uh, they won't respect my boundaries. Or you cross my boundaries. Uh, or you cross my boundaries. And the minute that I hear that, I could maybe could imagine a scenario in which this wouldn't be true. But the vast majority of the time when I hear that, what I'm thinking is, oh, they they didn't actually set a boundary. What no. they did is that they made, made a demand. demand. Yeah. So an example of this would be, right, that uh, I think that it's a boundary when I, uh, by the way, not to my mother. My mother is not a, she's not a drinker. My mother does not call me drunk. Okay, this is a hypothetical situation. But if I, you know, I say, uh, Mom, uh, you can't call me uh, when you're drunk. You can't call me when you're drunk. What, what I've done, right, is I, I say, oh, yeah, and that's my boundary. That is not a boundary. That is a demand that I'm making of my mother and my hypothetical mother. And you know what? Maybe it's a reasonable demand. Maybe it's, I'm not even saying that demands are bad and bound, you know, boundaries are, are good and demands are bad. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying this. What's hard about that is that uh, I really have no control over whether my mother falls through on that. Nope. Right? Like, I mean, she's, I mean, let's say particularly, what, maybe she even intends to follow through on that. And she says, you know what, uh, Calvin, fair enough. Um, but then whatever, she has a one too many or a few too many. And she's not thinking straight. And so now up she calls. And I say, I, I run to my therapist and I say, uh, my mother won't respect my boundaries. No, your mother won't comply with your demands, Calvin. Uh, it, now, here's what a boundary would sound like. Um, Mom, it's very unpleasant for me when you call me when you've had too much to drink. I want you to know that in the future, if you call me when you've had too much to drink, I will hang up the phone and, and I will do it unceremoniously as well. Um, and that's a great point that I think we talked about in the first draft, which is it's really helpful. But way better also. Yeah, also <laughs> way, way better. We sounded real smart. Um, to, if possible, to make a mutual agreement beforehand to like let people know what the what the preferences are, because that's how you have a strong boundary. It's like, this is how I prefer to be treated. Mm-hmm. If I don't get treated this way, then this is what my response or my action is going to be. And then you follow through you follow through like if you yell at me because like i can't literally they can yell at me i have no unless i do something illegal like tape your mouth shut and hit you in the head like you can yell at me if you yell at me i will ask you to stop if you don't i will leave the room and we can try this again later when we're both calm because at a mutual respect i want us to speak to each other with kindness and respect um can we talk a little bit about how i think it I think it was, this was in The Courage to be Disliked. He talked about the philosopher. He talked about it as like the separation of tasks. 
that's mm-hmm. what he called a boundary. Like, uh, what are the needs of the relationship? And I, I can't remember exactly what it was beautiful. I should have looked it up, but it was about like most of the problems in relationships come from when somebody tries to infringe on the sep- uh, on the task of someone else or when somebody tries to infringe on our task. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Well, there's this thing, right? Where, um, it's understandable that people want a sense of control over how things go. I mean, I, I do, thing. you do, everybody does. This is a fundamental part of being human. Uh, it is okay that we want to have control. Uh, there's a question of what we do with that desire for control and whether we're expressing that in a reasonable way. And so, you know, when we talk about separating tasks, it's like, look, my task is uh, maybe hanging up the phone if my hypothetical mother calls um uh, after she's been drinking. That's my task. Sorry, Mama Armadale. You're just um, making her out to be this drunk. <laughs> is she, is she really, is, this, this, is, this is really... I, I just plucked this out of the sky. This is... I don't... It might really... It's not my mom, I promise. Um, but, you know, like, that's that's my task. But her task is to say... Like, it's her business what she does with her phone. It's her business what she does with her phone. And when I try and infringe upon that and control that for her, I've kind of gotten out of my lane and this this is troublesome in a few ways. I mean, one, maybe it stirs up some kind of power struggle um, between me and another person when I get out of my lane where they feel like they're like I'm kind of coming coming in to boss them around or something. But then on top of that, it's also immensely discouraging to me because life now feels way out of my control because, oh, my gosh, I told her not to call when she'd had too much to drink. And here she is and she's still calling. And so now I'm just kind of at the mercy of whether somebody else is going to follow through on what they what I want them to do. And uh, look, it's just a good rule of thumb in life that um, not all the people all the time, but uh everybody sometime is going to mistreat you. They're going to, I mean, and maybe it's as simple as like they step on your heel while you're walking or something, but like somebody uh, or everybody at some point in your life, if you hang around with them for more than like 20 minutes, they're going to do something that infringes upon your comfort and vice versa. And so, and so now like life becomes this very, very discouraging, overwhelming experience. Cause you're just kind of crossing your fingers saying like, Ooh, I hope they behave the way that I want them to behave. And then they don't, and you say, oh my gosh, I guess I'm just at the mercy of this. Well, all the while, there's this power that's in us to manage our own task. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering, can we talk a little bit about flexibility and rigidity with boundaries? Because this is the other way in which I see boundaries being used. Is they're... You said it really well in the first draft. I'm trying to think what you said. You said yeah, it, no, it very so succinctly. Great. It was so great. <laughs> it was so good. But, but you, you take a stab at it now. You're going to do just fine. No. Well, you want me to do it? Yeah. Okay, okay. And, well, cut, and just, just cut and just cut this part out? No, we can just, we'll leave it in. It's going to be fine. No. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, there, there tend to be kind of two extremes with how we try to negotiate uh, our, our relationships with other people. And one of those is that we can get really kind of overly flexible, meaning that it's like, oh, well, kind of what I'm going to be Gumby and you can just stretch me however you want and I'll just do whatever you want and I'll accommodate whatever you want. And um, I'm just here to please. I'm just here to do whatever. And, and this is, you know, an abdication of our own voice, of our own responsibility. We're not taking care of our task, you know, our, our part of the relationship. And inevitably, by the way, uh, people who interact like this, and I, I count myself as one of them, uh, uh we like to pat ourselves on the back and think that we're being virtuous and like we'll use words like self-sacrificial or something. Here's what we are doing. Uh, we are involuntarily storing up a big stack of IOUs uh, against another person. 
Uh, it only ever ends in a resentment. I have never a single time seen a people pleaser not end up in a position of very, very intense either burnout or resentment, and most of the time both. Both, yeah. Um, so we want to avoid that like overly flexible thing where we're just like, sure, I'll be whatever you want me to be. But then on the flip side, sometimes with boundaries, we see this intensely inflexible rigid way of negotiating relationship where maybe somebody says, well, I can only, you can only talk to me between nine and nine Oh five AM and you can only use these words and these words are off limits. And, uh, you're not ever allowed to say anything that, um, makes me slightly uncomfortable. Uh, there will be no criticism of me no matter how tactfully stated. Um, and if you break any of these rules at any point in time, you're a toxic person and you're out of my life. And of course, I'm being hyperbolic here, right? I mean, this is, uh, but to and, and you could to do, show a point. You could do that. You could make those demands or requests, perhaps, but like there's major consequences to that. Nobody's going to want to be in a freaking relationship with you. Yeah. Because you're, you're too rigid. Yeah. Oh. The, so there, th that's exactly it, right? It's like, okay, maybe you, maybe you want to do that. Maybe you say, oh, but I, I insist that it's my right to do that. And look, I'm not here to tell you that it's not your right to do that. I am saying there is an, there is a, very, very likely end to that strategy that results in you being uh, friendless and disconnected. Um, because uh, no offense to you, uh, <laughs> I don't want to be a friend to a person like that. This is not a reasonable way to go about uh, uh, doing doing friendship. And so even in something that you said, where you're saying, yeah, if you yell at me, I'm going to walk out of the room. And then we can try again. We can try again. Um, that's, that's a level of flexibility. I mean, you are holding solid to a boundary, but there's this level of flex of like, yeah, you know, here's going to be my boundary and I'm going to hold it. But geez, you know, like we'll, we'll get some room for us to kind of wor work out some kinks here. Yeah, I don't expect perfection. Mm -hmm. And that's not, that's not the standard here is that we're allowed to mess up, but like I have self-respect mm -hmm. and I have respect for you and our agreement that if you cross Ooh, I almost said it. If you cross the boundary, it's mm. so ingrained mm. in our yep. brains. If the boundary is not withheld, then it's like, this is what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. Did I say it on this one or was it the draft where you said what a healthy boundary was, a strong, healthy boundary was? Uh, when I think it was the last time, so <laughs> say it now. Okay, so I'm going to try and do it succinctly. So uh, let's say like three steps. So first step is you make the statement of how you prefer to be treated. The second step is, how did I say it? It is... If you do not treat me this way, this is what my response or my action is going to be. And step three is you absolutely follow through. Yeah. Say more about the importance of follow through. I think this is a really uh, another big mistake that you and I and it seems like everybody kind of we make this mistake and we can discourage ourselves with boundaries. Talk to us about the importance of follow through. Well, if you don't follow through, then what they learn is. I can push past that and I don't, you don't respect yourself. And it's, a, it goes back to that idea of mutual respect that if I say I'm going to do a thing and then I don't mean what I say, there's no trust. And if there's no trust, there's no boundaries and vice versa. Mm, yeah. And I mean, uh, not to, like I say, this with compassion because I understand that when people don't hold boundaries, it comes often from a place of deep pain or discouragement or, I mean, there's a lot of things that can come along with that, but um, it's also, it's a way of abdicating the responsibility for your task, right? Okay. It's like, well, no, this is, this is what I want, but they, ha they have to play along or else, or else it won't happen, right? Where it's like, no, you can step in. You have power, you have a voice, you have agency in the relationship and you can hold this. You really can. Um, I don't know if we need to talk a little bit about how folks, I know that it's pretty common for folks to feel bad 
or guilty about setting and keeping yes, a boundary. Yes, yes. I don't know if you could speak to that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's it sounds pretty pejorative. You know, somebody wants to set a boundary with us, but really what people are saying is, I actually want to be in a relationship with you, and here's how I can be in a relationship with you. It's actually quite respectful, even though, I mean, let's be honest, like, if my best friend, Kristen, if she were to say, like, here, here, here's my boundary, please respect it, it is going to hurt my ego a little bit, you know? But mm -hmm. of course I'm going to respect that because I want to be in a relationship with her, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, that's a really important reframe to see it not so much as punishment. Uh, yeah, certainly as punishment. Uh, what is it that Terry Real calls that? Using your recovery in service of your pathology. Boundaries are not to be used as uh, in service of spite. Right. That's not that's not what they're for. Um, so reframing it not as this isn't punishment. This isn't me pushing away from you. This is a bid for a healthy. Uh, flourishing relationship with you that I do want rather than I don't want a relationship with you it's no I really want a relationship with you but I want one that is flourishing and that's mutually respectful so on yeah. and so forth that yeah. can be a helpful reframe for some folks yeah it's inviting cooperation because mm -hmm. you're asking yourself what are the needs of this relationship how can we come together have a respectful separation of tasks so we can flourish I mm -hmm. like the word flourish mm -hmm. um, yeah can we also maybe talk just a little bit um, you know, maybe I'll, I'll say some things, but I would love to pick your brain to start just on the importance of um, knowing and finding your voice in a relationship and, and what that can look like and, and in relation to boundaries. You start. I'll bounce off. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Maybe. I feel like you have an idea in your head and I'm not going to guess it right. I, I literally told a client today, I asked him a question and he looked back at me and he's like, I don't really get it. And I said, sometimes I ask uh, questions that only I understand. So, uh, so I, mean, I understand it, but I feel like you have <laughs> no, like okay. some place you want to go with it. No, I'll... it's okay. So, uh, you know, I'm aware, right, that as we're talking about this, I um, I never want to be like the word police um, therapist who's like, well, technically that's not a boundary. Like this is this is not the <laughs> it's not to shame you or or us if we have used the word boundary, you know, kind of as a a filler word for a demand or something like that. Um, no, we use it for empowerment. That's yeah, how, that's how I use it. I'm like, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't say I'm sorry, but I'm like, that's a demand. That's not a boundary. You're asking them to treat you a certain way when really it's you're saying I want to be treated this way. And if you don't, hey, like that's okay. I'm not the boss of you, but yeah. I, but this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, and I think also just there's got to be some recognition that sometimes why we opt for demands rather than boundaries is that we we haven't found our voice in the like it comes from a very discouraged place like um sort of like when you're angry not that this is an excuse but when you raise your voice you're trying to scare somebody into submission because you typically when somebody's voice is raised they're just screaming for you to hear them which is not an excuse to do it but like that's that's kind of what you're after when you make a demand you're just like please respect me yeah please yeah. do what i want i want to be in a relationship with you but that's not really how it works. Yeah, I just think, you know, it's it's one of the things, you know, when we work with couples or and this is also just true of a lot of individual counseling that we're doing. Um, I think that sometimes there's a, there's this idea, like when we talk about voice, that it's going to be this like, I am Calvin, hear me roar. Uh, and it, so it becomes this kind of uh, like autocratic voice. And this is why I think just some psycho ed, uh, some, some psychoeducation around boundaries is so important is to see that 
my voice doesn't have to be autocratic for me to have all the power that I am actually due in a relationship. And what's nice about it too is that it also, so it, it both empowers me and restrains me, right? It's like I take all the power that I am, I am rightfully due in the relationship, which is I am in control of me. I get to decide, not without consequences, of course, but I get to decide for myself how I am going to interact and what I'm going to choose to do. But it limits it in this way. And I don't have a right to control you. I don't have a right to, you know, sort you out. And when we don't have this sense of voicelessness, what ends up, or when we have this sense of voicelessness, what happens is that we get in these very desperate situations and we think that the only way for things to go well, we can just cross our fingers and say, oh, I hope they treat me like I want to be treated. And that, and then that's, um, that's our only hope. And this, of course, doesn't work out well. It's also a game that we play. Almost yeah. to like... I don't know, like somebody prove their love and affection for us. And that's mm-hmm. not respectful. Yeah. No. Yeah. Maybe only other thing I would mention here. Um, uh, uh, sometimes when we talk about boundaries versus demands, we've mentioned this several times, but it's worth mentioning again. There are, in fact, things that are reasonable to demand of, of another person. Like what? Um, like, uh, do not physically assault me. You know, that's a... This is a reasonable thing to to demand, you know. Or with your kids, um, like I love you, and I'm not going to let you hit me. My daughter's three; she likes to hit sometimes because she's got big feelings, which I understand, but it's not excusable. Yeah, they're just, I mean, they're just they're. Uh, sometimes we're talking about these more in like extreme scenarios. And by the way, I also will mention there are um, there are ways to set boundaries in in these kinds of scenarios too. Uh, I had a, I had somebody reach out over social media. I'd written a little something about this and they said, well, uh, what about, you know, if you're, what if you're a young woman at a bar and this guy won't leave you alone and he keeps, uh, you know, he keeps touching you or whatever. Now, by of course, this is like abhorrent behavior that in no way, like, this is, it's, it's absurd um, that somebody behaves this way, but also this happens. And I don't think it would be unreasonable to make a demand to say, stop touching me. Uh, I think that's a reasonable demand to make. Also, there's room for a boundary to say, if you touch me again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go talk to the bouncer here at, at the bar. Uh, or, or, I, or I, I will call the police. Or I will yeah. call the police. And there, so now we've got a, a boundary. And of course, I'm, I'm aware that, you know, I'm saying this is a six foot two man, where maybe it's a little bit easier for me to do this. But, but I am saying like the, our voice is there. And, uh, you know, certainly we would want folks to also be allies to folks in a situation like that where they would come to aid and to defend and to to be there um, for this other person if they're in that kind of a, a, a situation. So, um, yeah, just I think it's worthwhile that we just talk about exceptions. Can you think of any other exceptions? Sorry, the computer went dead. We are just having all kinds of problems today. <laughs> this is just a disaster. So Bear with us. Last thoughts. Um... No, we might need to do a part two. I have a feeling that parents and couples would want to know, like, what are some common boundaries, like okay. common things yeah. that we would do. So if you, if you guys have any suggestions, um, often parents, like with curfew and driving and drugs and things like that, like, um, let us know and, yeah. we'll, and we'll be happy to answer those and give you some helpful scripts or yeah. something. Send us your questions. We'll... Uh... We'll do what we can to answer them. We'll we always include a, a little fillable form, a link to that in our in our description for the video. So if you've got a thought or a question, really, or you just want to say hi, whatever, um, uh, fill out the form and we'll give it a look and, and give you a shout out. Okay. And the first version was so good. It was so much better, y'all. You'll you'll never know. 
This is the this is the Star Wars holiday special of picking you in conversation. You'll just never see it. It's it's a bummer. So uh, we'll see you next time. Bye now.